We're here to inspire, inform, and connect entrepreneurs and high achievers. Welcome to Results Radio with the number one results coach in the country, Sean Shuchuk. Sean is as focused on your results as you are. Visit our website at www.yourresultsradio.com and take advantage of the free tips and gifts. Plus, get your copy of the best-selling results journal developed by the number one results coach in the country. With you in mind, it is the most powerful achievement tool used by high achievers today. Here is the host of Results Radio, Sean Shuchuk. This is Results Radio, and I'm your host, Sean Shuchuk. Welcome back. You know, I said this every show we've ever had. I I can almost guarantee that we have the privilege. I have the privilege of interviewing some of the most incredible people in the world. And as always, today is no exception. But first, if you haven't done so yet, go to our website at yourresultsradio.com. Get yourself a copy of the results journal. It was designed with you in mind to help you accomplish more and do it in less time. Now, every so often we come across a jewel, a gem. We come across an individual whose genius, whose life's mission, the reason that they're on this planet is to change lives. And today is no exception, of course, and we have a really special guest for you coming right up. I want to share something really interesting with you. Uh, Very recently, I was down in Boston, Massachusetts, and I had the privilege uh, to uh, attend uh, a very large event, 21,000 person, uh, three or four day event in Boston. It was incredible. I want to share one thing that really stood for me. There was, I'm going to say, probably 150 breakout sessions. And I attended a number, but every so often, I would walk into one of those rooms and the speaker would knock me right off my feet. The message, their presentation, their style, um, and everything about what they did was off the scale. And it really reminded me of something that we've talked about on the show before. And it's, if you're going to do something, don't just do it for the sake of doing it. It shouldn't be running just because. It should be the r- running the way it's supposed to and then knock it out of the park. If it's a 10 out of 10, go way beyond that. If you're going to hit your target, go right through your target. Make a decision today. No matter what you do, no matter what you put your, no matter what you put your hand to, to be not just do your best, but to become the best. Remember, a good mentor and coach of mine many years ago, you've heard me say this before, if you're a something, and I know this is harsh, if you're a something, you're a nothing. You have to become the something in order for people to look up to you and follow you. Listen, everybody wants to follow someone. Are you a leader and are you building leaders? That's the question. All right, back to our show today. As I said to you just a few moments ago, we have an incredible guest. And I'm honored, actually, that she's, a, she's agreed to come on and join us. She is a personal development coach. She's been doing this for years. I'm going to tell you how many years because then, you know, she'll sound like she's started when she's five. So she's, she's been doing this a long time. She's helped an incredible amount of people. She's an international speaker. She's a published author. She's got her own host. And, of course, like all of us crazy, wonderful, amazing people, she's an entrepreneur. Tanya Marie Dubay, thank you so much for joining us on Results Radio. How are you? Hi, I'm great, thank you. How are you? I am always awesome. I'm, I'm honored that you have agreed to come on and share with us today. 
And we're going to start off the show like this. I have a really important question for you. What is the okay. number one question that you get asked in your role when you speak and when you're coach and you're interacting with people? What's the number one question people ask you? Well, let me first start off by saying I'm really honored to be on your show too. So thank you so much for having me. Um, the number one thing, well, it depends on what facet of my coaching that you're talking about. If we're talking about, I help women who are going through divorce and I help mm-hmm. them through the transitionary period of this kind of very specialized adversity. Um, one of the things they say to me constantly is how do I have the confidence that I do to get through adversity when it hits me? How do I come out on the other end virtually unscathed? <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. So Uh, Did you want me to answer that? I would love you to answer. That was my next question. Okay. So my answer to that is I think that when we can clearly define what our self-worth is and how we respect ourselves and put ourselves first, take time out of the day to be quiet and to be still and understand that in taking that time, you don't need to feel guilty and you shouldn't ever put that on the back burner. When you start to strengthen that relationship with yourself, you start to see how you fit into the world in my opinion. So I personally look for all kinds of experiences with all kinds of people. I want as many experiences as I can possibly get so that I get really good, you know, at being able to find my way through it. Now, when I used to be in sales, one of the very first lessons I ever learned about sales was we want to be looking for the nose. So I kind of translate, you know, transfer that into the rest of my life too. I want the bad experiences just like I want the good experiences so I can learn to maneuver and to, and to find my way through. And how much better are the good experiences when you do have that uh, opportunity to have some of those luring experiences? I like to call it tuition. And that, isn't that always the case? Yeah. Um, I do a big event. Go ahead, please. Yeah. Oh, no, I was just going to say the good experiences are end up being absolutely amazing when you start getting really, really good at understanding you want to stay away from the really bad ones as much as possible, right? So when you start to develop that self-worth and that self-confidence, you know, when you see someone who could potentially be taking away from your life rather than adding to it, you're quicker, you know, on the uptake of, you know, not getting into that kind of a relationship. So your bad experiences now become not so bad and your good experiences are so much better because you, you have something to compare it to. You're loving life at this point, right? I love it. I'll go, uh, for some of you listening today, you know that I have a seven-year-old son and one of the things that, and there's a couple of books out there like this, and of course this is very much, you know, in children's language, but it's always be a bucket filler. So I'll leave it there. We're going to move on. And I have a question for you, uh, based around something that we do. So as you know, we do a number of events. We do one big event. It's kind of the culmination of our entire year. It's called Influence Live. This year is in Los Angeles. Marketing for it starts really, really quickly. But I want to touch very quickly on how important are relationships, not just to you and me, but to those incredible people, the Change Results community, everybody that's listening to, to our conversation today. Oh, my goodness. Well, I think that we're nothing if, we're not, if we don't have good relationships with other people. Um, to me, relationships are everything. You know, I take all of my relationships very seriously. 
I would take it a little further than just networking as an entrepreneur. Like I really do want to know, you know, about your life and what you do and, you know, what makes you happy and the experiences you've had. And maybe it's because I'm from Montreal, but I like to get in really deep, you know, really fast. And, and so, yeah, relationships mean the world to me. And it's, it's really important, like for people who are introverted and they don't really know how to connect with other people on that level, you know, it takes me back to what I learned in school in my, in my writing class. And, you know, we were talking about, what are, what are five really easy ways to start a conversation? And if you just go through the five W's, you know, who, what, when, where, why, you can start endless conversations that way. So when I was younger, I used to be very introverted, you know, very introverted. And I didn't know how to um, put myself out there. So I started with these little things as I learned them, you know, and I started to find my way. But the number one thing, if you really want to learn how to connect with other people and build relationships, is you take the focus off of you and you put it all on them and you just keep asking them about themselves, you know, and, and before you know it, you're the best listener in the world. <laughs> Jeez, it sounds like a coaching session. I think I've heard this somewhere before. <laughs> uh, yeah. One of the one of the things I say, and I, and I for those of you listening, have heard me speak, and you've heard me on Results Radio, and maybe you're you're one of our clients or past clients, part of the Change Results family. Um, I talk about strong, powerful, high trust relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, is is there a difference? We we talk about relationships and the value of relationships, and we talk about how they apply in life, whether it's personal relationships or uh, with its children, spouse, partners, but. In all aspects, um, what's the purpose of a relationship? Do they need to be those strong, powerful, high trust that, you know, I talk about? Mm. Well, absolutely. And I think one of the first things, you know, in cultivating a really strong, trustworthy relationship is not looking for what people can do for you, but what you can actually do for them. You know, so in all of my relationships, I always want to know what can I do to serve you or help you in some way, push your business, help you grow, share what you're selling. If you've got a new product and you're super passionate about it, how can I get behind it? Like, like this is how I, I cultivate my work relationships. My you know, and those naturally, when you're when you got that give and take in entrepreneurship, you naturally build a trusting relationship. Just just because I, I think it just comes naturally with the territory. You're trusting each other with each other's work babies, right? <laughs> like you're you're putting mm-hmm. yourself out there for one another. In my personal life, you know, high trust relationships are everything. I don't think I have any friendships that are not like that. And if they're not like that, I find my way out of that really fast. I'm, I take that very very seriously. I really like that. Do you think, and we'll take the relationships and go a little bit in a different direction now. People, I say this, and I've said this for years, people do business with people they know and trust. Um, And you talked about cultivating, I use the word nurture. Um, What does that look like? How do you meet somebody today and how do you build that, that relationship where they not only want to interact with you, but they want to do business with you because at the end of the day, no matter what business you happen to be in, every business is a sales organization. Most people aren't buying a product or a service. They're buying based on a recommendation, which is a representation of trust. And they're buying from an individual because they like that individual and trust that individual. And there's some form of relationship. Is that important to growing a business? We hear about growth and we hear about scalability and all these wonderful buzzwords. Is that, is that a key or can we just put our head down and plow through and, and make it happen? Sorry, I don't understand the question. Is so do I need strong, powerful, high trust relationships in order to be able to build my business and to really scale it 
to become that success? Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> yes. All around for sure. Uh, you know, and you're, you're like this too. This is one of the reasons that you and I get along so well is because you're all, you're in the business of serving, right? You, you don't put your own needs first. You're always putting the needs of the other people in front of you. And, and not to say, now, let me take a few steps backwards. I don't think it's important to always put yourself last and to never have your needs met. But when it comes to business and building relationships, it can't be about you and what you can get. And obviously, you know this. Um, now, in all of my relationships, I meet so many strangers a day. It's not even funny because I have the gift of gab and I love to talk and I'm always meeting somebody. And now I know they're going to fit into one of two places. They're going to become a friend or they're going to be interested in my business and somehow or they know someone who needs me. I mean, there's a reason we're put in front of each other in that moment. So I figure that out and I find out what it is that they need from me. But the way I find out is how can I help you, right? What do you need right now in your life? So, I mean, I have this show where I do interviews. I interview people all the time and it's a great job for me because I am very inquisitive and very curious. But, uh, but that's always helped me. I always put the other person first. What can I do for you? I take the focus off myself and, uh, and then see where it goes. That's great advice. And for those of you listening today to, to the conversation Tanya and I are having, I really want you to focus on something important. Um, there's keys that she's giving you, little golden nuggets of information. And I really hope that you've got your pen and your piece of paper or your iPad or whatever you use, and you're taking some notes. And don't just take notes, but go back to those notes after, refer to those notes, take that information and apply it to your life, to your business, to your career and relationships, because that's where transformation happens. When you take something new and do something with it, it's great to have uh, note notebooks full of all kinds of information, but that does nothing for you if you don't apply that information. Um, we're gonna take uh, a step outside of this, and I'm gonna ask you something that I think is really important. Um, I grew up in a home where it was very much traditional, uh, I'm gonna say uh, European, where scarcity and lack was name of the game every day. Even if there was a little bit, you didn't go buy yourself a new pair of shoes unless you have holes in the soles of your shoes. Uh, you didn't go buy something unless it was an absolute necessity. And uh, I think when my dad passed away a number of years ago, he was, he was relatively young, but he had only taken, I think, about three vacations or holidays in his entire life. And it wasn't that he couldn't. It was that uh, that there was this scarcity mentality. When mm -hmm. we talk about how to live and what a lifestyle looks like, you know, it's interesting. My dad was killed in a hit and run accident at 61 years old and he had some money in the bank, but, and he owned real estate. And I mean, he'd, he'd been fortunate. He worked hard, been fortunate and blessed. But what's interesting for me is, uh, he never actually got to experience what I think life should be. How, what do you say to people when they come to you and they live in this bubble that is conditioning from unsolicited gifts from parents, educators, and religious influences as we grew up? What do you say to them to help them? And this can apply inside of or outside of a, a marriage or through a divorce or whatever that looks like. And let's be very clear, in my humble opinion, and I'm certainly not a relationship expert, but I think every relationship is cyclical. Some cycles mm -hmm. go on in perpetuity and some don't. And divorce isn't always necessarily a bad thing. Um, but I think there's a, there's a point where we are limited by our conditioning. And mm -hmm. tell me, how does that play into life? Whether it's oh my goodness. scarcity I, or... 
Yeah, I have so much to say about this. I didn't even let you finish your sentence. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all you. I'll go. Okay. Uh, so, for, okay. So the very first thing when people come to me and they're going through a divorce or they've gone through a divorce and they're learning how to navigate their world now is they're, they, they have this, this moment where they realize who they are and who they think they are are two completely different people. And I think that this, this, this thing here is called being, you know, incongruent, right? Like who, who you think you are in the world and who you actually are based on your actions and your belief systems and, you know, your day-to-day functions. Um, those two things don't line up, then you find yourself living in a world where nothing's working out. You're having a really time. You think you're doing all the right things. You know, so why isn't it working out? You've been working at your business, for example, if we're talking about entrepreneurship for so long now, why isn't it scaling up? I mean, there's all of these places where all of a sudden you're stuck and it's because who you are and who you think you are are two completely different people. So I have to take it back to belief systems. And I encourage all of my clients to take out a pen and a piece of paper. Don't do this on the computer, but take a pen and a piece of paper and sit there with this list. You're going to make a list of all the things that are non-negotiable for you in your belief systems, how you live your life. Now, a lot of people with the work that I do think that getting, you know, when they're going through a divorce, whether they're the ones to leave or they're the ones being left, that it's some kind of a failure. Now, you probably feel the same way about failure that I do, and that is that there is no such thing, and that everything that doesn't seem to work sometimes is a blessing in disguise, but more than that, it's a stepping stone to moving into the right direction if that's what you want. So I always take it back to belief systems. What are all your non-negotiables? You're going to write them all down, and then you're going to really look at them and be like, why is this a non-negotiable for me? What, what makes me believe this? You'll, if you're doing the work properly, you're going to come down to, well, my mother and my father taught me this. Or my grade six teacher taught me this, or the most influential professor I ever had in university taught me this, if you went to university, or my best friend in the world, or my husband, or my wife. Like, you you start to learn that some of your belief systems that you can't seemingly live without are not even your belief systems. So now we're acting off of a whole way of behaving in life that has nothing to do with who you are as a human being. So you got to fix that because we want who you are and who you think you are to be on the same level so that you're living a life where you're really attracting abundance and you're attracting great people and great opportunity, right? So does that answer your question? Uh, absolutely. Let me ask you this. Does that mean then you talked about conditioning where we got that information? Does that mean sometimes that our decisions aren't really our own? They're moms and dads? Yeah. That's exactly it. You know, who you, I have so many friends who have these very white collar jobs, you know, lawyers, for example, who never wanted to be a lawyer. They never wanted to be a lawyer. They wanted to be an artist, but in their lives, they were being primed and primed and readied for university to become a lawyer. And this is now the job they do and they don't identify with it. And it's the hardest thing in the world for them to get through their day. So yeah, sometimes, you know, our parents tell us, this is the way to do it. You're going to go through school, then you're going to go to university, then you're going to find that job, you're going to work your way up in the company, you're going to do all these things, you're going to get married at this age, you're going to have kids at this age. I mean, I have friends now in my life who are not married yet and don't have children yet, right, I put quotes around yet, and they think it's the end of the world because they see it happening all around them. We have to remember that just because other people are doing it a certain way does not make that right. And if it doesn't feel good for you, don't go there. Don't do that. If, if you're not in a situation that you really desperately want to be in, well, look, you know, I mean, we have the world at our fingertips. There's no limit to how much you can learn. If you really want to learn something, you'll figure it out. Building relationships with, you know, an intimate partner is just as important to learn how to do that as it is to build a business. 
So, you know, I mean, we have to really just look at our circumstances and ask why we are in this exact moment that we're in right now. Because believe it or not, whatever you're doing, you're supposed to be doing right at this exact moment. You can shift it and decide you want to go right or you want to go left, but you need to learn how. And it's not necessarily going to be the way your parents taught you. You know, so that's why I always take it back down to... Yeah, I always thank you for that. Okay. We're, we're gonna we're gonna take yeah. a break for a moment. This is Results Radio, and I'm your host, Sean Tuchuk. We're gonna come right back with our incredible guest today. We're gonna talk about she raised the topic a minute ago, failure. Stay with us. We'll be back in one minute. What would being a best-selling author do for you and your business? Massive credibility, your brand launchpad, celebrity. Over two-thirds of Americans want to write a book. Get yours published now and distribute it around the world. More exposure means more prospects. More prospects means more clients. Even better, you don't have to do it all alone. You've got the leading publishing and marketing team doing it with you. At Results Press, it's easier than you dreamed. Visit us today at theresultspress.com. You and I know you're ready for more, for the freedom that you were promised when you decided to become an entrepreneur. Sean Shuchuk is the number one results coach in the country, and he wants to work with you but only if you want to achieve real and lasting results. If you want five times or 10 times your income and to do it fast, if you want that six or seven figure income, visit changeyourresults.com now. Send Sean a message and say, I want real freedom. I want to invest in myself and work with you. Welcome back to Results Radio. Tanya, thank you so much for joining us. You raised, before the break, you raised a, a topic, you talked about failure. And I think this is really important uh, topic. Um, and when it comes to failure, I, I think it's okay to fail. I would never suggest someone to look for it, but if it's facing you, embrace it. It is your tuition, and trust me on this, if you have to pay something, in other words, your tuition, you're probably never gonna do it again. Um, when you work with people and they're going through a change, i.e. divorce, do they view it as failure in some cases? Some people, yes, and some people, no. I mean, I think that it depends how, again, how they were raised or what their background is. For the most part, there's a lot of shame and a lot of guilt that surrounds going through a divorce and not being able to process that information and not really knowing what to do next, you know, not really knowing where to go. So in that sense, yes, it's viewed as, oh, my God, I just spent, you know, 20 or 30 years of my life with somebody and it went nowhere. What was that for? You know, so... It sometimes doesn't come in the word failure, but people's behaviors and words kind of reflect that. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, when you work with people through a coaching process, um, is there specific, and this is a very broad question, is there specific things you look for or ask in order to be able to work through whatever that happens to be good, bad, or ugly? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I do this. I do a very, like a very information filled first session with everybody because I want to see what level of blame they're at, how this was everybody else's fault or, you know, this, this happened to me. They're, they're using victim, you know, mentality, victim words around their situation. What I teach people to do when they're going through divorce or separation or any adversity for that matter, is I take it back to ourselves, what, what can we learn from this about ourselves and who we are? very often a lack of paying attention to what it is that we need as people. Um, you know, that comes right up at the very front of, of the work that I do. Like you have to take it back to self, right? You have to take it back to, to what your part in all of this is because 
you know, a lot of my clients were married to narcissists, for example. And if we're going to go there, you know, then we have to understand that there's a reason we attracted to this into our lives. And it's a re- there's a reason that we stayed with it for so long. So as much as that person is, you know, making your life miserable or had made your life miserable, there's a reason you put up with that for so long. So all the work that I do, I take it back to self, right? So do you, you said something a minute ago, I think that's very interesting. You say we attract that into your life. Do we attract everything, including the people into our lives then based on how we think and what we're focused on? Yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. I think our reality, you know, what we perceive as our reality is the culmination of the kinds of thoughts that are going on in your head and the language you use and, you know, how you describe yourself in the world and yourself in the world how you describe other people when they upset you or irritate you. You you have to remember, I think, well, for me anyway, and I've noticed this in, you know, my clients, I've noticed this in friends, but every single thing that comes out of your mouth about anybody else in this world is a reflection of how you really feel about yourself on some level. You know? So if you're walking around thinking, you know, why, I don't know, like, like I'm going to use the car as an example and I, and I don't drive, but I see a lot of people who are (laughs) driving and they get really angry road rage on the road and they're mad because someone's cut in front of them. Well, you know, I mean, there's two ways that you can go about that. You can not care because it doesn't matter or you can go into a fit of rage and then the rest of your days is going to be an extension of that way of thinking. You know, this is why I think when things start to happen to us and we're spilling coffee on ourselves and we're tripping and we're knocking things over and we're missing deadlines. And that's all because of the way that you started your day and, and the way that you're thinking. Right. So we can dictate our own outcomes by what we think is what you're saying. Absolutely. Uh huh. I absolutely think so. I always, so I've got this thing that I teach my clients to do that maybe your listeners will find useful. Uh, I use it myself. I've always been like this. I've always done this. But um, it's this triple threat thing that I, that I think that we need to do when we're in kind of a, in a funk and we don't really know, you know, what direction to go in or we're not feeling too good about ourselves. You know, if you are going through any kind of adversity, a lot of the times when you're thinking about what's going on in your life, Pay attention to what your body's doing because your head will kind of go down and your shoulders will slouch in, your hands will be between your legs or under your legs. And I mean, it happens almost without even realizing it. You're holding a lot of stress in your legs. I encourage my clients to pay attention to what you're doing with your body and that's a really good time to get up and go do something, work out, dance, (laughs) do something, put on some great music. That changes everything. Figure out where your focus is. If you're focused on something that's not working for you or it's not going to move you forward in any way, you need to stop thinking about it. It's just not productive. Like there's nothing that you're going to be able to gain out of going over a conversation that went bad over and over and over in your head by thinking about it right now. So focus on something else. So focus on something productive. If you're an entrepreneur, you've got a project going on. And if you don't have a project, create one. You know, spend the next three months focused on that. And then the last thing is the language that you're using. Pay attention to the language that you're using about yourself and what you're doing, you know, because are you talking about internal conversations? Oh, ah, I was just saying that. So even if you're just thinking it, it, it's still language that you're using. And remember what I said, that every time something comes out of your mouth about yourself, the world that you live in or other people around you, it's a direct mirror of how you feel about yourself. So watch the words you're using. Because even though you might be calling somebody else a jerk for this, that, or the other thing, you're kind of saying that about yourself, too. Because if you can't rise above this moment and you can't see past it to a point where you're letting it affect your day, you know, maybe that takes some work there. I was going to say maybe you're the jerky person. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I but think yeah. two, two things. One, I, I'm a firm believer that what we project about others is, is definitely a reflection of who we are. And then the other side of the coin is the most important conversation you will ever have is the conversation you have with yourself. That oh, will yeah. dictate all, all. I can't emphasize that enough for your results. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you agree with that because we've had some of these conversations in the past. I, I want to uh, yeah. go uh, in a different direction. Um, how important is it, whether it's in what you do or some of the things that I'm involved in, how important is it for us to have a coach. And I mean, there are times where I have sometimes two and three coaches that I'm, that I'm working with and investing with to, to, so I become better. How important is it for us to have a coach in our lives? Okay. Well, there's a couple of things I think about this. One, we have not typically been taught to lean on other people when we have issues. So everybody thinks that we can do it ourselves. And that may be true to a certain extent. You can do a lot of things for yourself. I mean, we model ourselves after humans, you know, other human beings in our lives since we're children. It's how we learn. However, I will tell you right now that whatever got you to this moment is not going to take you that much further without someone giving you some direction. So for me, investing in myself this way at the very beginning of all of this stuff, you know, for me, like figuring out my own life and going through my separation, I, uh, you know, your natural instinct is that you don't want to spend the money that you have because you're afraid of losing it. And you don't want to um, spend time on something, you know, that you can just go read in a book. But something funny happens to us when we rely on ourselves and we're going through adversity. We cannot be objective about what we're going through because we're actually going through it. And when emotions take over and you're emotionally involved, whether it's about your business with money or it's about your personal relationships, you're emotionally involved to the point where you can't see past what's happening. So this is where you can rely on a coach. You know, you pay a coach to help guide you through all of the things that you're going through and you pay a coach to help clear the path for you so that you have an actual goal and you know how to get there. You know, so, you know, for anybody who's listening, if, if you want to get to another level in your life, like you might be happy right now and you might be thinking this is cool, but if you've got goals and you actually want to move forward and there's a reason that you're not, it's because you need a coach. You need someone to show you how. What's so the difference between important. coaching and mentorship? Well, I mean, I'm very selective with mentorship myself. Like I, I, I've been very selective with my coach as well. I do a ton of research, but mentorship, I find, um, there's more of a, there's more of a, a space for me to be way more open. Do you know what I mean? With mentorship. So if I was to join, which I do have a couple of mastermind groups, I'm going to join that sort of thing. It's same thing with how I pick my coaches. They have to know more than me. They have to have gone through it. They have to know how, you know, give me some strategies and skills to get through it and to get what I want. But I don't know. I think a mentorship is a more personal relationship. Does that make sense? It is for me anyway. Uh, yeah, I always look at two two ways. I think that most people today, coaching is something you're going to invest in. It's going to cost you a little bit. We put a very significant value on things that cost us money. We don't always put or attribute the same value to things we don't pay for. So a lot of me, I have a ton of mentors, but I'm very selective, as you to put it, with my coaches. I want to go uh, in a different direction. We're very rapidly running out of time, and this has gone by so very quickly. Um, very quickly from you, golden nugget. One thing that our listeners can take away, wrap their head, heart, and hands around and implement the moment we are finished our conversation today. 
Oh my gosh, go have a conversation with yourself in the mirror. I mean, have like a really good hard look at yourself before you say anything and ask yourself what it is you really want. And you know the answer. You know exactly what it is that you need to do. You know exactly what it is that you want to accomplish and then figure out a way how. Take a pen again to a piece of paper, write down your goal, write down what it is that you want, and then write down three ways that you can start, three ways you can get what you want. Let me just quickly also say that phone calls are not that difficult to make. And asking for what you want is, you know, the worst they can say is no. And then all you have to ask is, well, what do I got to do to change your mind? You know, so I, I just think having that conversation with yourself in the mirror, that's golden. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. That's awesome. Listen, if, if anyone wants to get a hold of you and find out more information about you, where do they go? They can go to tanyadubay.com, T-A-N-Y-A-D-U-B-E.com. That's a good place to sign up for my newsletter. You can learn a little bit more about me and what I do. You'll also be able to sign up for my weekly podcast, which is launching in a couple of weeks, which is called Thriving After Divorce Radio. And yeah, that's pretty much, that's a good place to start. (laughs) Thank you so much, Tanya Marie Debate. I appreciate coming on Results Radio. This has been an incredible show. Folks, if you're listening right now, make sure you take notes. Go back and listen to this again. My name is Sean Chuchak. This is Results Radio. If you haven't yet, go to our website at yourresultsradio.com. Get yourself a copy of the Results Journal. It was designed with you in mind to accomplish more in less time. Listen, and, and here's the key to get there faster, to get there and do more. Life is an incredible journey. Grab a hold of it. I'm Sean Chuchak. Until next time, have an incredible day, everybody. Thank you for joining us today on Results Radio. Every show, we bring you the very best guests that share with you their experiences and expertise. Do whatever you have to do to join us for our next show and visit us today at yourresultsradio.com. While you're there, get your copy of the Results Journal. Results Journal.